in the cup for a dirty hump. Honestly, during the game, I didn't see it. This is From Dar Square to Where, the Arsenal Twitter podcast, brought to you by Andrew, the Hinkley Gooner. One word of warning, it is highly unlikely to be suitable for young children. Our show, You Can Be The Star, is the most interactive Arsenal YouTube show. So far, we've had some great guests on the show, including Arsenal legends Kevin Campbell and Nigel Winterburn. The show can be seen on the From Dar Square to Where YouTube channel every Wednesday evening at 7pm UK time. The audio podcasts are available on all major platforms, including Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel and click the notification button. Like the videos and give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. This will really help us get found. Also, please tell your friends about From Dar Square to Where. You can contact the show on Twitter, which is at From Dar Square, or at Crack of Dawn. Also on email, which is from darsquaretoware at gmail.com. Thanks for your support. People keep asking if I'm back, and I haven't really had an answer. But now, yeah, I'm thinking I'm back. Hello everyone, welcome to From Bell Square to Where, the American Takeover. <laughs> Here we are. America, <laughs> fuck yeah. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> hang on. <laughs> are you there trying to drive away every viewer it's right now? Trying to do a banner. <laughs> Good job. I was going to get the mop and put it on my head so it looked like Donald Trump, but unfortunately, <laughs> All it's, right. a bit, it's a bit <laughs> mingy. All right, so, let me just let me just say something right now, okay? Forget we're American. We had no say in where our parents fucked. All right, so let's just leave it at that. Uh, well, Got a point. You know, <laughs> no, it's no issue to me. This is, just get that chip off your shoulder, Glenn, and just move on with the show. Let me... <laughs> well, don't be playing the national anthem <laughs> for the show. Yeah, right. everyone, thanks everyone for watching. Thanks everyone for listening to the audio at a later date. If you're doing that. Um, just for those purposes of the audio listeners, we've got Alonzo Spencer. Say hello, Alonzo. Hello, Andrew. Hello, guys. Girls. Glenn, the ITM. Everyone knows his voice. No yeah. introduction hello. needed. Hello. There, really. Oh, please. He no just introduction looks, needed. He, yeah, but he just looks a bit weird today because he's got no glasses on and he's just making oh, me, you know. Shut just, the fuck up. I'll put him throw, on. Throw me <laughs> <a little bit. laughs> and Go ahead. Ryan, now I'm Ryan, the admin. Ross Brothers. <laughs> Hey everybody, what's going on? How are you guys? Good. Good, I good. Want, I want January to be over with all this all this transfer talk and rumor talk. Wow, grinds my quite, gears. It's quite, it's been quite quiet, really, I think. For it's us, been, yeah. For us it's been yeah. quite quiet. I mean uh, even regarding links of players, it's not been quite as as much as normal. But 
we'll go on to that because obviously that's a big talking point this month. I've got a few things to talk about with the people we've been linked to. Um, I haven't spoken to you guys since our test took over, and we're not going to go through the whole bloody lot because it's been here <laughs> quite a while now. But um, let's have a quick go through because obviously I haven't podcasted since the last game, and um, I still think there was a load of positives against that because I mean, let's face it, they had a few, quite a few players out, but hey, so have we. They are one of our bogey teams. We don't normally do very well against them. It was away. Our away record is absolutely shocking. And they only drew with us because of a massively deflected shot. I think that was their only chance all game. So it wasn't a great game, but there's still quite a few positives I'm taking out of it. Uh, I'll go through it in a clockwise um, basis. What what did you think about it, Alonso, the game against uh, Crystal Palace? Uh, well, I thought that we started off pretty slow. I think it's typical of Arsenal. I think away is kind of tough because, you know, the ball, I mean, I don't know, like, we started slow because you're trying to get everybody involved with the game. Um, I think that we're still trying to learn Arteta's way of kind of playing. Um, I think that the lineup was pretty good. Um, I thought that, you know, why change it? Why change a good thing, you know? Um, I thought that the shots weren't there yet. I think we're trying to still pass the ball around, trying to feel um, Crystal Palace's defense. And I think, you know, we got to a point where, you know, it's always good to start off early. And Aubameyang, that uh, team building goal was pretty good to see. And I think that we started pretty well in the first half. I think that Aubameyang has a way of scoring goals early, which sets its own. And sometimes it works out, sometimes it doesn't. And I think that, I think we got to have patience sometimes. Mm. Yeah, definitely. I, uh, for me, like he was saying, uh, that was our, this first time in a year we used the same lineup in, in two straight games. So I was very yeah. happy. I was very happy about that. And after initial really bad disappointment with that draw, uh, the positives from that game and the progress for me, uh, got rid of any of that negativity. So uh, we, as long as we keep showing progress and positives, I'm not going to really complain that much. No, absolutely. We, we've still got the same players as we had over the last 18 months at the moment. And the tunes he's getting out of a lot of these guys who we just written off completely um, is quite incredible still, I think. Um, what about you, Ryan? Yeah, I mean, yeah, they both said it. Uh, definitely... It was our best lineup that we could put out, so it's always nice to see. Like, I just feel like everyone's posting their like their starting eleven and like what they want, and you really couldn't complain about this lineup apart from you know maybe some uh, me. I'm not the hugest Shaka fan, but <laughs> he, he he keeps shape uh, to an extent, and he sometimes knows how to pass the ball. Yay! Uh, but uh, <laughs> you know, yeah, I think. I actually think we didn't start off too slow. I mean, I guess we were slow in like creating chances, but as far as like dominating the game and controlling the game, we did that really well. Um, and I think that's something that we need to improve on. I think on Arteta, we've done a really good job. Um, we gave them like no chances, which under Emery, they it would have. I, <laughs> I don't even want to get into that. But yeah, so we're do, he's doing Arteta's doing a really good job at creating having the opponents create less chances. And uh, what I was actually really impressed with the most was how we played with 10 men. Uh, very composed, very compact. Uh, because over the last few weeks, we've, you know, everyone's came to this determination that we're not fit enough. We're not 
ready to do this. We're not runners. Uh, we don't really have guys that could play in any minutes and like, you know, it's, it's tough. So the fact that we were a guy down, I was like, oh, we're fucked. Like we're, we're, we're going to get rolled over, but we did a really good job fitness wise. Uh, not there yet, obviously, but still it's definitely positive with 10 men to do that. So Andrew, Andrew, are you going to cover Jaka later, or can I add something to what Ryan just said? Because no. well, please go ahead. Oh, okay, no, Ryan, I, I, um, I'm shocked because I felt like I was the only one that doesn't like Jaka anymore because he had four good games in a row. Um, and I want to say this, I want to say this with respect because quite a few people who I love and respect on social media like Jaka and rate him. For me, we're always complaining that we can't sell the players that we don't want, and Jaka to me has not apologized yet for what he did so his resale value is pretty high right now and i would like to see him go if he stays he has my support but i don't want to hear any complaints about we can't sell the mustafi we can't sell shaka his value is high right now and i say that get rid of him yeah but we could definitely get rid of him if we really want to but i i and our and like things have came out that arteta like really likes him he really respects him and he wants him fine i you know, I could keep hearing these things, how he's so good in training. Like, yeah, well, that I does not mean anything to me. Like, and like, and he like, oh, he's a great leader and a captain. Well, <laughs> things say, <laughs> situations say otherwise. Yeah. And so. Yeah, I, I, I just want to say real quick, and then I'll shut up for a minute. All right. Yeah, uh, uh, Arteta said everybody has a clean slate. But what if Shaka pulled that shit while Arteta was manager, I wonder? Yeah, that's, all I, that's all I want to say. Oh, my God. You turn that on again. I'm going to come to the screen. But, but man, do, do you think that Shaka has improved under Arteta for a little bit? Yes, I do. I absolutely they all, do. That, that doesn't, everybody has. They all did. That doesn't yeah. mean anything. I, I, and the people, and then what you said, like he had four good games. I don't know what people are talking to me. A good game is a good game. A good game is not. Well, he didn't concede a penalty. He didn't get a red card. He didn't fuck up. That's, he didn't give that the ball mean, away that led to a goal. Yeah, oh, wait, that that's a good that that or, should not be like the bar for a good game if he doesn't do these things. A good or, game is a good or, game. Or, or he didn't tug on somebody's shirt. <laughs> can, yeah. can, I just, can I ask you guys one other question real quick? Because I know this sounds a little crazy, but I don't think we ever replaced. Santi when he left. How about no. throwing how about throwing Sabios in Sabios. there? That's all I'm asking. Is that crazy? I was gonna uh, say I've been waiting for you to shut your mouth so I can get away from his way for a second. I was gonna say I'm really hopeful that Sabios can take over from the the Jacker role because he's got everything that Jacker can do but more. You know he's got more skill. He's uh, got He's got the ability to carry the ball and run with the ball, and Jacka hasn't. So I'm just hopeful that he can come back into the team and really take effect because it's going to take him a few games again. And by that time, half of our fan base will be trying to find out where he lives and get to the same kill him because they ain't got no patience, have they? Unfortunately, yeah. I think but on he, a perfect Arsenal, I think on a perfect Arsenal squad, Jacka could maybe be a squad player, but that's it. That's if he apologizes. By the way. Are you going to lock him in his room, Glenn? I mean, <laughs> I'm sorry. No it's just been so, it's no. been so long since I've, I've talked with people that agree with me. You know, no. it got to the point on Twitter where I don't even say Jacques's name. I get all Harry Potter and say, the man whose name you shall not say. You know, it's just oh, ridiculous. That could, be, that could be loads of people who say <laughs> Arsenal, isn't it, really? Like, Emery's the worst. Oh. But, um, no, I've, I, I've never been a fan of Jacques. Anyone that's listened to any of my podcasts knows that, but 
I just don't get it. Credit where credit's due. He's, he's massively improved because... Uh, well, uh, the, the Arteta reflect, but he's still not right for Arsenal. But at the moment, he's doing a good job. But I, I just sincerely hope that Tobias can do that, come back into the team and play alongside Torreira because I think that'd be... Uh, well, I, I think that, uh, it's an Arteta player. Uh, I don't know how I feel about Tobias defensively, though. I don't know if he could really... I'm not saying Jaka's great defensively. He's not, but Jaka does have this... He kind of lets Torreira do his thing and Jaka kind of pushes back and kind of just... He, uh, I think it was... I don't know it was Crystal Palace the game before that. He almost played as like a third center back, which like helped in the fact that like he was a body. He didn't really need to really do anything, which is good, I guess. You don't really want him to do anything. But... Uh, I don't know if Sabayas can really do that. I don't. I think Sabayas can. I've seen him kind of get caught, uh, up, like going forward. So that worries me. Honestly, I think our midfield is not good. So I think we need to work with like a midfield three for now and just kind of like work it out. Like maybe Gunduzi on one side, Sabayas on another. Although Gunduzi's not in my favorites, right? Not one of my favorites right now. But uh, I just think based on January, we're not really going to get anyone of like importance in. I think we need to like try to go for like a, a midfield three and kind of just solidify that midfield because we're having trouble on both sides of the ball. We're having trouble defensively. We're getting better. Don't get me wrong, but we're having trouble defensively as we always have. But like considering how much firepower we have in Lacazette, Aubameyang, Ozo, Pepe, we're having trouble scoring goals. There's just no, you know, and you can play in the defense. You can play in the offense. Honestly, I blame the midfield. I think the midfield just connects the two. And I think having problems on both sides of the ball, I just think you need to, we need to do a better job with that midfield. Well, I would be really reluctant. Uh, sorry, Alonso. Uh, I was just going to say, I would be really reluctant to change the um, the formation at the moment because of yeah. the way it's working. And I think that Sabahis is actually very underrated with regards to his uh, pressing and his, his defensive capabilities, I, I think. Agree. I do want to see more of him. I, I do want to see him play with Torreira. But he, he's absolutely not like a, a, a central defensive midfielder, but we don't need him for that. And we don't need Jekka for that in this current setup. And the way he's been playing, he's been sort of covering the left flank uh, when Kalasnach just goes off for his lunch every you know, <laughs> off and up and down the wing. He just, he just sort of slots in and covers the left uh, side of that. Uh, midfield um i'm playing like a, it's almost like a false three if you like but we don't need him for that we need someone who can take the ball from the defense and carry the ball forward Torreira is there to, to be the cdm uh and and jacka is really there just to help uh sorry oh yeah jacka currently is just there to help him out and supposedly sort of progress the ball but he, he can't do that and everyone goes on and on and on and on about his ability to pass the ball. But I'm sorry, but if you're playing in fucking Premier League, you should be able to pass the ball. You know, so, any any even amateur amateur soccer yeah, exactly. passing the ball you know, is like the first thing you learn. You can't fall on your knees and start worshiping someone just for chipping the ball 25 yards in front of someone else. And and I, I, I see Alonso's point about Jaka improving under Emery. And, you know, uh, and I don't want to pile on Guendouzi because I see the potential there. But did you know, did you hear that stat? He's our most dribbled uh, past player on the team. He, yeah, I, I couldn't believe that when I heard it. But you know, he needs seasoning. So I see your point, Alonzo, about maybe not getting rid of Jacques, if that's what you were saying. Well, well, well as I'm saying that right now, I think he's the only guy that we have that could be our best. I don't know. I shouldn't say best, but our only option at CDM right now. And Terea, I think is going to be a good option. But right now, as we're playing. It's our best 11 we have. I mean, if you think about it, and Gunduzi, 
pisses me pisses me off sometimes because he dribbles too much and he gets caught sometimes. And that's what that's what worries me is that you know, Ryan, I think you talk about connecting midfield to our back four and we get in trouble sometimes because he over he over dribbles sometimes. And then he dies and it's like, come on man. <laughs> yeah. I, I use stronger language than that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I don't think Gunduzi can uh, uh, can defend. And like, uh, I think it was, um, and I totally agree. Uh, I think it was a uh, Gunner blog, James McNicholas on the Ask blog, um, said that he's the worst header of a ball he's ever seen. And I, I, I think I agree with him. I don't know whether he was on the edge of our box and. Um, I can't remember what game it was now. Um, it's all merged into one over Christmas, but yeah. he literally just headed it like um, I don't know, like a six-year-old schoolgirl, you know, just sort of worried about getting her hair dirty. And I don't know, he he, he worries me a lot, Gwendozy. I really, really oh. like the kid, and I think oh. that next season he under under Arteta, hopefully he will improve dramatically. Do you guys remember the guy from yeah, PSG that we're supposed to get? Right, we got Gendouzi instead. Who was the name of that kid that we got from? That we're supposed to get from PSG, but we didn't get him. We got Gendouzi instead. What was his name? Uh, oh, oh uh, Christian. I can't pronounce his last name. Oh. Nagaku or whatever. I know. Yeah, he, right? he, he had he had hair just like Gendouzi, right? I think we we're yeah we we're we we're looking at him. I'm not sure. Yeah, man. I'm not sure. So, I know so, who so, you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. So, are, are they the same player? I'm just curious. No, I think he's a winger. Christian's a okay. winger. It's like Stan the Man has said it's Yassine Adley. Is that right? Does that ring any bells with anyone? Stan Is the it? Man, yeah, from Vancouver. No, no, he said that the player we might be. Oh, I don't know. I know Yassine we were close to signing that Christian Nganku guy, and yeah. he ended up, I think, going to, or maybe he went to PSG, or he went, he's actually pretty good, but he's like a young, like 19 year old. But he, he stayed. He stayed at it, it feels like we're going to do something in January. We're loaning out players like Halloween candy on Halloween. We, right? yeah, <laughs> yeah. we, 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 we got to do something. Yeah, with well, Chambers out, we have to we have to get some kind of loan in or something, which I think we're going to do. We're going to get a loan, which I don't really want, but we really don't have much options. So, well, I don't know. Let's let's move on to some of these. Um, I'm going to go through some of the comments first. Um, Tony Turner, I think he's talking about Sabaros, saying he's just ready to see... No, no. Uh, uh, he's talking about the whole team. I'm just ready to see us play for a full 90 minutes. Yeah, exactly. That I think that's definitely coming, though, Tony, personally. I really, really do. And I think it's, a lot of it is down to the fitness of the players. And obviously, the mentality has been changed uh, slowly. Um, I think we've seen improvements every game, personally. I think one, one of the... I think probably the most pleasing game for me was probably one of the worst to watch, which was the Leeds game. And that's purely because of the turnaround, because there's no way on earth we would have won that game under Edinburgh. No way. Not a chance in hell. And the mentality shown and the character shown clearly by Arteta at half-time, he earned his, he earned his money, which is, I've said a hundred times, that is where managers really do earn their money, when we're struggling at half-time. Um, the ability to turn the team round in the second half, means an awful lot and we haven't had that for so long and th that really really pleased me um with regards to that um, what, what pleased me was the, the the turnaround because arteta screamed at them like a drill sergeant at halftime that's and what they, they responded and yeah that's what they needed that's what, right that, that's what made me yeah really we need it really on happy. the field too but what the fuck's gonna do that yeah uh, no, uh, david, david louise has been showing a lot more of that which 
you know, that's been good. He, he's very, very uh, vocal on the pitch. Which uh, I, I've, 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 I've said that all season, to be perfectly honest. Sorry, Alan, I have a question for you guys. Do you think that since Emery's been on, they respect him more because he was a former Arsenal player? Or do you think that Emery just lost locker room respect because of the way they treated he treated the players? I think he lost a lot of respect because he's a shit coach, personally. Yeah, he's. I just don't understand why we thought he'd be a good hire to begin with. Like just for just just even look at his resume at PSG. Like yeah. anyone, can, I could coach PSG and win the French league. It's a joke. But besides the point, what happened? They got Neymar, and then all of a sudden things were going on. Like what's going on here? And then he he had like a power struggle with Neymar to get control of the team. Neymar won. So what does he do? We sign him. We, we get him and we're like, oh, yeah, here, here's Ozil, who's someone who's like a big figure, you know, uh, big sponsor. He just got his like, I think at the time when we hired Emery, he just started his own esports team. Like he's making all these moves. You know, he's got he's got like he's got to have some kind of ego on him. He's, he's a World Cup winner. He's what well, used to be a favorite player. But we won't get into that. But <laughs> he, um, he he's not willing. He's not afraid to, you know, whip his German dick around. And on top of that, when you bring Emery in, he's gonna see Ozil like a Neymar, and it's just yeah. like, well, what do you expect? Like, I just, it's like watching a cartoon. Like, it's the same. Like, uh, what was it? Uh, Wiley Coyote and the and the yeah. Roadrunner. Like, literally the same thing over and over again. <laughs> like, they don't learn. You know, they just you think they would know better. But. Emery Emery's gone, so I don't want to grave dance too much. But I said for a long time before he was fired, this is a man that can manage a team with a bunch of no names. You put some big personalities in there, he's not going to do the job. That, that That's what I was saying months before he was fired. No, yeah, no. to me, he's like the guy that tries to take over, like a substitute that tries to come in class. He sees the cool kids and he tries to like, like, oh, hey, what you, got, you guys don't get homework. Like, I like that analogy to, better. He tries to like get in with them. And then when he realizes like, oh, like, fuck, I'm their teacher. And then it's, and then it, exactly. it's just chaos. And they all, they all start throwing shit at him from the back of the class. Yeah, and he, you know, <laughs> you guys are so funny throwing the spitballs in the back of my neck. You guys are hilarious. You, <laughs> Andrew, you look like a spitball kind of guy, Andrew. You look like a back of the class spitball kind of guy. Uh, two pence piece, perfect curve, right in the between the eyes. <laughs> all right. But, uh, oh, I've just sat on another drawing pin. Oh, it's so funny. I don't know who's going on about all that. <laughs> uh, Tony uh, Turner said that um, he wants to see Torreira as a low DM and then Sabayas and Guendouzi doing box to box work. Interesting. Uh, I don't know. Uh, possibly, so, I'm, I'm worried about Benzuzi at the moment. Really yeah, but I, I don't mind Ferreira sitting back and kind of playing like almost like in front of the uh, the two center backs. But then the two guys that play in front of Torreira need to be fit and move and control the ball and carry the ball into the uh, opponent's uh, third half, which we don't have. We really don't have any. If you like, look at our team. We really don't have any. Like, we haven't had it since all on our ball. Well, I mean, you can argue like we had it like in Theo, we had it in Awobi, maybe not in the box, but he, we need ball carriers. We do not have ball carriers. Sabayas, I think, could be, could maybe, but I, I haven't seen enough of him, so I can't say for sure. He can be, he can be, and I think Guendouzi can be as well with, with proper coaching. And yeah. Uh, yeah. Alonso, go and make your uh, point. Sorry, you um, so to say something. I'll come in with another idea that I mentioned well, a few months ago, hopefully I'm seeing the moment as well. What, what do you got to say, Alonso? So, so would that be 
and Diamond Diamond Formation with then Terraria and Ceballos and Ozil, or would that be just disaster as well? I mean, you could. Uh, I think that is Liverpool. We got roasted, but that was also like the personnel. I don't think was right for that. No, that, I think he's on about a four-one-three-two. Uh, or, or, or you could do like Terraria. Then you have Gaduzi Ceballos on the sides, and then like Ozil on top of the top. Right. But like again, we if for in my opinion, for a diamond to like truly work, you need people who are can be fit for ninety minutes and can run their tail off. We don't have that. We need guys that just we, our fitness needs to improve. It's just and that again, that's going to come over time with coaching, and it's already gotten better. I don't. I legit do not know what Emery did with this team when he when they had training sessions. But like you could tell in what the couple weeks that Arteta's been with the team. The fitness is getting better and better every week. So, just the fact that we were down to ten men and they still hustled enough to get some of the best chances of the game with ten men versus eleven. Yeah. I think that their training sessions must have been sitting down, drinking cheap wine and smoking weed. the wine and weed you, and smoke the weed you want, but you can't have juice. He, he did it. <laughs> yeah. He didn't want his players to have juice, though. Well, yeah, exactly. We rather. Had a bit of a uh, bit of whiz or something that might have been a bit better, might make him run around a bit quicker. Yeah. Um, but uh, let's have a look at this other. We can we still came out flat against Palace in the second half. I don't think that. Um, what one thing that is true, Tony, I completely agree. But one thing we've got to take into account is that we can't expect to be dominant for 90 minutes against every team in the Premier League because they're gonna, especially when we're away from home. They're still a Premier League team and they're still going to have a go. So we've got to be able to weather that storm. And I still think we weathered the second half really well. And I think they only had six shots in the whole game. And that, I don't know how many, I don't think there's any more than one or two on target, including, well, the, the goal wasn't on target, was it? Let's face it, that they scored. So, yes, we did play worse in the second half. But I think that considering we're away, considering they're our bogey team, I still think we did really well, and a, a massive praise has got to be given to Maitland Niles for the way he handled Zaha. He, I, th- I think he played fantastically. Yeah. I think he's been the best player under all, oh, the most improved under Arteta. I'm. I do. Yeah, I excited. do. Me too. And, and you know, and you know what? As far as the second half against Crystal Palace, the, the Disney Channel when my kids were little, there used to be this thing. It's how you look at it, you know, and you see things from all different perspectives. Yeah. We, in the second half, we did not play as well. But I don't know about you guys, but I have never seen such parity in the Premier League as there is right now. There's no easy games. And the and, and if you look at it just a little bit differently that second half, we went down to 10 men and had two chances to go ahead. So, you, you know what I'm saying? Terrera. We lost Terrera as well. Yeah, we lost Terrera yeah, too. That was, that, was beautiful. that was bad. But again, yeah. I, mean, I know you guys don't watch Liverpool that much. I don't really watch them that much, but like the, the times I do watch them, they're a great team, but when I, I'm not gonna like try to talk shit or that. But if you ever watch them play, they don't dominate 90 minutes of the game. They never no, do. But no. when they do dominate, they're gonna fucking punish you and they're gonna score a goal. You bet your ass they're gonna do it. And then when they're not dominating, they kind of sit back and kind of you know, which I think is someone we need. We need like a Virgil Van Dyke that could command the team, yell at the team, and get the team moving. They play. I don't say they play compact, but they sort of just just maintain status quo just okay cool we're not dominating that's fine just keep the other team under control keep you know make sure there's no crazy counterattacks. make sure you neutralize their biggest threat and just kind of build from there 
and then they'll build, they'll build, and next thing you know, they're dominating for like five, ten minutes. Oh, they already, they, uh, they already scored a second goal. So I think, I think Arteta is kind of putting us down that road in, in the fact that we're conceding way less chances, um, you know, which is amazing. Just based on like, I, I don't know, I forgot the number, but I remember I think it was like twenty, we twenty six shots we uh, conceded against like Watford early in the season. Thirty one, thirty one. Thirty, yeah, okay. 31. So it's it's nice to see that we're in the in that respect to Liverpool, just kind of like controlling the game in certain aspects and sort of you know letting them not get as many chances not get as many shots i mean now i think it's almost like it's time for our offense i mean a little tough with our star goal scorer not playing for three games but we need like our offense kind of you know kind of turn it up a bit uh, which i think again starts the midfield but yeah, yeah i heard terrera and kolasnak are questionable for this weekend Did I, you heard terrera's a da- I don't think yeah. terrera's playing at yeah. all yeah. Terrera. Ah, shit. Is I don't think Klesnach is playing either yeah, yeah Klesnach Klesnach got hurt in training yesterday damn, damn. yeah bye yeah. um Tony Turner again. That he's put, he's stolen my thunder because this is exactly what I was going to say, Tony. Because quite a few months ago, when we or beginning of the season, I thought that it would be a really good idea because Urza was nowhere to be seen at that point. He was uh, missing in action. I think they got the SAS out to look for him and everything. But we, get, we uh, I thought that it'd be a great idea to have um, Pepe in behind. Um, the front two in Aubameyang and Lacazette because I think it suits him perfectly and just let him roam and just let him free um, and let's just let him do his stuff just get the ball to him and let him do his stuff and he Tony Turner said something similar saying that um, if we were going to do a, a diamond formation then Pepe would have to be at the, at the tip of the diamond and and that's basically you know like in a number 10 position but I think in an ideal world um, we lose Ozil and put Pepe in there and just give him a run of games in that position because I think it'd be be fantastic. Him picking up the ball and threading it through. His through balls, I think, could be worked on. They need to be worked on. But I think with the arrest of his ability in carrying the ball and scaring the defence to, to shit, I think it'd be I think that really could work. What what do you think about that? Uh, I would I, I would miss Pepe. I'd rather have his speed out on the wing. Uh, yeah, I think agree. I I think that Ceballos uh, could, although he prefers number eight, he could play number ten. Also, I would I, I would have Ceballos before taking Pepe off the wing. Just my personal opinion. I, yeah, I don't think Ceballos can play a ten, but I yeah. I think I'd rather see. I just I think Pepe's speed on that on the touchline on the wing. I just it's something that we desperately have been needing. And like, I don't, I wouldn't say Wobi's the fastest guy, though. But when we had a Wobi, that was yeah, he could he couldn't do anything when he got in the box. But getting getting to that point, his his skill on the ball, his dribbling, his movement was something that like we loved and we enjoyed and we needed. And I think Pepe's kind of ha- has that now with that pace, with that speed. And I think his finishing is great. But I, yeah, it's, I mean, it's tough when you have like I think Pepe is going to be a really really good player and it's tough when you have such a good player that you want to put him you want to just clone him and put him everywhere but I think I just want him to be free I just want him to be able to do what he wants to do yeah I just want to get loaded I just want to have a good time no but no seriously I don't, I don't want him to just uh, stay yeah behind the front two I want him to just have the freedom of the park in the in that area of the pitch and i don't know i just think i just like to see it but because um stan the man has said pepe was tried in the role 
and up front for his former club and it didn't work. But, you know, I, like I say, I don't want him to be stuck in one position. I want him to just have the freedom to roam from left to right and or, or central. Um, but yeah, I, I, I thought it might be quite an interesting way to do it. I'm going to move on now to a few of the, uh, the rumours. Uh, the first one I've got to touch on, I think it's just weird um, all round. <sighs> But it, okay. there seems to be a bit to it, but it's the John Stones link. How, where, how, why, why do you think that's weird? He, he literally, <laughs> I mean, why, I don't know. I'm going to say this. It's like he's, 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 a perfect he's a perfect Arsenal signing. He's no, no, I think it's great from our point of view. I think it's great from our point of view. Yeah, I don't. I, but no, Man City, why would Man City get rid of him at the moment? He's not it's starting the, for them. He's got like three people ahead of him. That's why. I know, but if they got rid of him... They would literally have fucking. They would have less uh, decent centre back. They would uh, have no one. I just don't see how they would possibly part with him at the moment. I, I really don't. don't. I, you think he? You think he's that good? I don't think he's good. You think he's that good? No, no, I think he's. I think he's good player, but he's not brilliant. No, but I think he's someone that, considering we've lost Chambers, considering we've loaned out Mavropanos, considering we've got hardly anyone else in the I think someone like him who's basically would have to try his ass off because of the Euros in the summer on home soil I think he will be a good option because he's a good ball playing centre-back he makes mistakes but that's because of the way he plays football he's, he's very very similar to the way David Luiz plays football so you're saying he's another Mustafi he's a ball <laughs> no, no, no. He's another, he's oh, yeah. now we're throwing he's insults another... around he's a ball playing center back who makes mistakes I, I mean it's like he's yeah, just he's, younger he's far better than Mustafi for, but, the yeah. last, for the last couple of years I thought that Stones is overrated but for the right price I wouldn't mind him considering we have no depth back there no it was talked about as a loan that's why I think it would be no brainer for us on a loan basis, yeah, no problem at all. But uh, I, I said that, that Mervyn Parnos wasn't going to work out at Arsenal. I think he was hurt too much. So I think that having Stones there is not a bad decision. I think that if it's on a loan, I think you do it. Um, so I think that, like I said, you know, I think that Chambers losing Chambers for a, whole, for a long time hurts because I think that he was on his way. Hmm. I just think that it'd be a, a really weird uh, thing for City to do, considering they lost company in the in the summer. Then they um, lost. Um, oh, what's his name? Got it completely out of my head for a, a season, pretty much a season-ending injury. Oh, La, La uh, Yes, La, La absolutely. Yeah, Laporte. Yeah. So I, I mean, I just think it'd be odd for them, but. Stones equals Mustafi Mark Two. No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. Better than Mustafi. I, I, think, he's he's made, I think he makes worse mistakes than Mustafi. Have you ever seen him play for the England team or even play for? Oh, yes, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. He's lost he his way. Shocking mistakes. Is, is he the first choice center back or second? No, he's he got was. three people he ahead of him at City. Okay. Last season, he was pretty much ever present alongside Otamendi. I mean, for England and, and, or Laporte. For England. Uh, no, no, for City. No, but he's saying he's saying is Stones the starter for England? I don't. He it's who is it? It's Maguire and is it no, Maguire and Stones? He's been at what, he, normally yes. At the, at the World okay. Cup, it was it was, okay. but he, he was uh, he went through an injury and it's been norm, uh, lately it's been Maguire and Keane from Everton. Okay. But normally he is yeah. It's normally Maguire and Stones. Uh, and th- like I said, 
the only thing it would it would think make me think it would be a good idea would be if, a if it was alone and b because like I said he will do everything he can to play his way back into the England team for the Euros and I think he'll just be playing out of his skin. Um, but there you go. Well, Arteta said today there is no truth to it at all. And then when he was asked about Cassie, he said there's no truth to it at all for now. So, you know, go ahead and dissect that if you want. That's, that, that's. I mean, I don't know whether there's any more to it. I don't, I don't believe it anyway, to be perfectly honest. It's, I just thought it was a weird rumor to come out more than anything. Well, well Cassie's a strong guy. He's good on defense. He's box to box. But... Again, I, you know, where we want Arsenal to be, he's not going to be a starter for us. Yeah, I don't know enough about him. And there's another one um, I've seen, which was the easy buddy, easy buddy. <laughs> he's saying he wants to take Boateng over Stones. That's ten, ten, years, ten years ago. Oh yeah, that's that's fine. As, as cover for Chambers, though, you, you, can you do much worse than that for six months, Boateng? Boateng is very injury prone as someone who's like I listen, listen I, don't, I, I know I talk about this a lot but I grew up watching German soccer I love German soccer uh, I support the German national team even mm-hmm. over the American national team so um, Boateng <laughs> was great back in the day now he's very injury prone he's lost a lot of speed uh, he's he, he's physical if he can be, but he's prone to make making a lot of mistakes. Uh, again, it's a tip. It, uh, that's what I th- I think he's our plan B. If we don't get the one we want, I think we're going to end up with another plan B in Boateng. We did the plan B with Lucas Perez when we needed a striker really bad. Look how that turned out. And then our next plan B was David Luis, who yeah, I, people hate him, people love him. I I, don't, I still don't know how I feel about him yet. I kind of go through. Like a, he's like a roller coaster with me, but we need to get our guy. As far as Boateng goes, um, uh, Turkish from AFTV said the greatest line: "We're not a retirement home. He's thirty-one years old. AFC yeah. is not a retirement home. I, we can do better than that." That's what we're, that's what we're becoming. Lichtensteiner. Oh my <laughs> God! Don't say that name. Talk about the There's name that can never be said. Oh, that guy. Well, is, that, that leads me absolutely perfectly on to the next one, and that's Dries Mertens, who's 32. And the links don't stop to him either. Um, guys, guys, I'm sorry. I don't, I don't know what guys, guys, I'll be back in two minutes. My wife broke her ankle and uh, her foot. Uh-huh. And I have to help her out. I'll be right back. Uh, it's not like yesterday where I had to give her a shower. Please, put yourself on mute. Her family is, her family is so blessed with hair. It was like giving a shower to a Wookie. Um, so I'll be, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be right back. Okay. Put yourself on mute, just in case. I'll be right back. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to know. Um. So yeah, Dries Mertens doesn't excite me either. Uh, I know that he's had a good career over at Napoli, but I just think we... we that, that is not someone we need to move for either. And how, how old is he? 32. <laughs> it, it's, it's also tough too. Like, uh, how do I say this? Leagues don't translate. So, like, you can't no. say, oh, he had a great... He had a great... He's having a great year, a uh, great season, a great career in Italy. Great. That's wonderful. Italy... I don't. It's not a joke. It's a professional league. I respect it. And I watch it, um, but it's it doesn't translate to the Premier League. Same with the no. French league. Like look at Lukaku. He 
He couldn't do. I mean, he was great in Everton. Fine. He couldn't do nothing in Man U. Blame the system. Blame whatever you want. He had. He became the small fish in the big pond, and he choked. Now he's in Inter Milan, which is a similar situation. And look at him. I think he just he just scored two goals last night. I mean, he's a great player for Inter Milan, and they're I think like second place, or they're like right. They're competing with Juventus. Hey Ryan, how has uh, Sanchez done in Milan? Uh, he hasn't. He played I think like two games, and he got hurt. He's like hurt. I think now. Wow. But he, but he, when he played, he was he was good. When he, when he played for them, I think he scored in, in his debut game. But uh, since then, he just he got. I think he's still hurt. I don't, I don't know when he's coming back. But no, no. Well, apparently, um, that wait, waste yeah. of wages. That's Arsenal all day. We love two hundred pound a week. Apparently, to, it will it will cost for for Mertens as well. I just don't see the logic at all in that. And first, I mean, in regards to the, the front players, I think. I think we're covered there, unless Lacazette or Bamian goes. I don't see the point in bringing in anyone as a striker or a wide forward. A, a attacking midfielder, yes, of course, we definitely need one of those. But I don't want anyone to get in the way of Mar- Martinelli. If anyone gets in the way of Martinelli, I'll go and fucking punch the face in. Because <laughs> I, I, like the, I, I love that kid. Looking it's, at strikers is ridiculous. We need midfield help and defensive help. And looking at strikers is like your house is on fire and you say, oh, I got to mow the lawn. You know what I mean? We don't need strikers right now. <laughs> yeah. I know. No, I know. I, mean, we, I think our, I almost want our, our focus to be on the midfield. Like, mm-hmm, we, I agree. We only have – we own, this season – we only have one goal from the midfield, and that was Torreira at Anfield, which it didn't mean anything, so it was whatever. We have zero, so it's one goal from the midfield. We we need more creative midfielders. We need just it just it's it's just frustrating because like you're right, we don't need strikers, but like, and everyone says like, oh, offensively we're gonna be so good this year, like before the season. Oh, it's the defense we gotta worry about, but we're not really scoring goals. Well, I'm glad you at least have an open mind about Ceballos playing in midfield because I think that he could solve a lot of the link-up problems we're having. Yeah. I think so. I, he I, um, be a any type player. But he's, you know, only so, time. I, I can't remember where I saw it earlier on today, um, but I saw somewhere that um, Arteta wants to make uh, his big signing in the summer, James Madison. Mm. I mean... I mean I've had this debate with a few people. I'd actually rather have Jack Grealish. I think we can get him for cheaper, and I think mm. he's more of a leader. I think we need a leader, and we need like a, a proper asshole that gets in teams' faces. And I, I think he I does agree. that. I, and I don't think Madison though. does that. Madison may be a little more creative, maybe better technical on the ball, but I, Jack Grealish is going to come. I think Madison's probably what seventy to eighty million. Grealish is probably going to be like thirty to forty million. Like, sign me up. Yeah, and, we, and we like a bargain. Uh, Alon- <laughs> yeah. Alonso, do do you agree with that? I think that <laughs> I think with Ceballos, I think he has a talent, but he's on loan, so it's like um, he has yeah. A, I am, I'm almost like, why waste your time? Like, if he's on, <laughs> I, it sounds stupid, but I want guys that are like, committed to be here and they're going to be here. And it'd be nice oh, to have more English warm players or Arsenal like they did it back in the day, you know, where they had I think Rillish would be good. I think also Madison would be good. But I think with Rillish, I think he's more younger. I think he's more technical on the ball, like you say, Ryan. And so I, I, I would like I would like to have seen him in an Arsenal shirt. 
he's just a player he's just a player we've needed for so long no i agree in his leadership and everything i wasn't saying we have sabayas we don't need him i I was just just saying i'm glad you're open to the idea of sabayas well graylis would probably play the 10 anyway and then if we still had sabayas i think sabayas would be like an eight but we haven't we haven't had anyone make up plays since kazola and i think that's where our midfield has suffered getting a ball that's our biggest yeah that's one of our biggest problems yeah and Zarka is not going to do that. And Trey is going to do his job, you know? <laughs> not talk about Jacques anymore. Too many people I like. I like cringe him. when I hear that name sometimes. Like, <laughs> Me too. Like every, let's talk. In college, I used to my my drink of choice in college was Gatorade and vodka. So and it was and it was Glacier Freeze Gatorade. So now every time I drink Glacier Freeze, that first sip, I like twinge and I can't help it. It's just it's just like in my head. It's the same thing with Jacques. I hear Jacques, I just immediately like that twinge i just can't help it uh, i hear you i'm that way with tequila <laughs> <laughs> um i'll just put it on the screen todd Cantwell. I, re- I really like him as well i think he is grealish um about two years ago if you're with me uh i think he's grealish about two years behind in development um so yeah, I'd like to have them both. To be perfectly honest, but Andrew, is, is, isn't Cantwell also also an Arsenal supporter? Um, is he now? No, I think you're thinking of. Uh, it's been ma- mentioned in the press recently that uh, Grealish is, which is a load of bollocks. He sport he's, he's Villa through and through. And yeah. What he said was that it's his favourite ground to play on. Um. <laughs> At the Emirates, it's his favourite ground. So they're they're taking two and two and making five. But Grealish okay. is the most ardent Villa fan there is. Um, I mean, so, yeah. Cantwell, Cantwell. No, but Grealish. I think you're thinking of Grealish because that's been in the press recently that he's an Arsenal fan, which okay. is incorrect. Okay. Well, he's not. Um, I I mean, you know, they look like they're going down again. You know, does he want to play in the Championship or you know? I, mean, I don't want. Know? I don't want any any basement boys on my team. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Know, I don't know if you guys saw that tweet. Uh, that tweet from uh, Hoffenheim, and they got. Uh, well, for anyone who doesn't know, Hoffenheim sold one of their players to Norwich, and they took to Twitter. Said, "Oh, you know, sad to see him go. And he's off now to the basement boys." That they called uh, Norwich. They didn't even. They didn't. Even, I don't. Even, I don't think they tagged Norwich in the tweet. But uh, Hoffenheim called Norwich City the basement boys, which I guess they're not wrong, but it's a little savage for me. I like it. <laughs> I think, uh, I mean, they've got three players that I would like. Um, Mac Aaron's, definitely. That's who it was. That's who it was. Aaron's was a gooner. Weren't we linked with Aaron's? Aaron's, yeah, yeah. 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 I, love, I would love Max Aaron's. I really. And who's would. the other one? The center back? Then he just, he just got hurt, did he ben, not? Ben Godfrey. I would want Godfrey. Ben um, and I would want Cantwell. Um, I'd be happy to take all those three. And in fact. I, once again, I can't remember his name. Uh, who is the left back for Norwich? My brain is going to mush. Um, his name has escaped me, but they've got a very good left back as well. Who and what I would like about their um, their fullbacks, Aaron's and the other guy, um, is the fact that they would be happy to battle for their places and be competition for Tierney and Bellerin. And that's exactly what we need. We don't want to bring in big-time Charlies who want to go straight into the team and then they'll sulk if they don't play. We want competition, and I think that would be ideal. 
Could not agree right. more. We need, we need, I think that's our biggest thing too. We need competition. We don't really have any depth. Our depth, well, in the beginning of the season, eh, it's still now, our depth is our youth, and that should never be the case. Um, so we need guys to come in and, you know, compete. But it, it's a little tough because when you have, you know, nothing against Ozil, but you have Ozil on 350000 a week, like, the wages are just insane, insanity. So yeah, to uh, to bring in these guys to compete, it's it's tough. You, so, you can't pay all these wages. So so if we turn a right back in the summertime, and Hector obviously is still there, would Matt and Niles go back to midfield? I don't, uh, I don't think so. I don't think, I think so. Belgrade's going to have a very tough time getting his uh, spot back when he comes back. Mainly has been spot on, especially with Arteta. It's gonna be very tough for Bellerin to get back. That was one of the most impressive things that uh, Arteta has done so far: is make that kid realize, hey, you don't have a spot in midfield. Make right back your own. And well, uh, you yeah. know what, though, Glenn, uh, he's actually made. Well, he hasn't made the role for for him at all, but his his role within the team is perfect for him because mm-hmm. it combines midfield and and right back. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. That's what they do in, in, with Man City, isn't it? Their fullbacks sort of slot into midfield when they've got the uh, possession. And that's absolutely spot on for um, Maitland-Niles. So if he really seriously knuckles down and, uh, and learns the, the role of right-back properly, then he could be an excellent right-back, I'd say. Not yeah, just... yeah, go on. Do, do you think that Maitland-Niles could be England's right-back? I... If you... I, I, well, I, I mean, I, I don't think you'll get in ahead of Trent Alexander Arnold, unfortunately. Yeah. But, and we're, well, we're actually blessed with right backs at the moment, and well, full backs as we have as well, with uh, you know, Chilwell on the other side. We've got a few options, and I don't think so now. He's uh, he's missed the boat, but I think he could be an excellent right back, mm-hmm. um, in, in that position and sort of pulling into midfield because he. I think he's not technically good enough. I've never thought he's technically good enough to be a, a, a midfield player at Arsenal. He hasn't got that technical ability, but he's got all the attributes needed to be a, an excellent uh, right back or wing back. And um, if he knuckles down and accepts that, then who's you know he could be very very good. Um, he's, he's showing that now already. So yeah, I think he, especially next season, the season after, I, I say we could probably. I, I mentioned this on other podcasts if we had a if it does work out the way and he, he carries on with his trajectory in the summer i'd be quite happy to take a big offer for bellerin uh-huh. i really if, would i mean again like we said if, the, if he if he doesn't get back into the team or he struggles for minutes who wants him i mean people are going to want him but we're not going to get a we're not going to get a big offer for him i don't think coming back from an acl injury he's had, and he's and he's having trouble with it it's not even like he's had he's having problems with it begin with so i don't know uh, that's tough uh who would who would be his backup you would sell bellerin well no uh, you just have to get another you know no i mean i would I'd hope i mean in my ideal world it would be max aaron's oh, okay mentioned earlier but uh stand the man no it's not sam byron no um, i think it's uh is it's is it jamal lewis you're thinking of? yes yes yes, yes thank yeah. you yes that's the one okay. jamal lewis um good. anyway the purpose of this particular show was that the best and most interactive person on the comment section gets a chance to join us in the on the panel. Hi, Stan. <laughs> no, he's going to be invited. Max, your mate, Max. 
Max! From uh, the Ask Brothers. So I've sent you the link, Max, on Twitter. Oh, no. Right. <laughs> um, What's going on? Max? What's I'm the backstory here? Big props to Tony Turner. He was actually the choice because he's, oh, been, ex- he's been excellent. But unfortunately, he's got a bit of a cold, so he's not going to uh, take up the offer today. So, Max, oh. I'll send you a link. So I look forward to seeing you soon. Uh, Mounier um, is Tony Turner's choice coming in to see what Amen does sell better in the summer sign Aaron I don't know about that Mounier guy I, 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 well to be perfectly honest I haven't seen enough of him I've seen him play probably two three times in uh, a full match so I can't really comment on what I think about him and the other guy is Tony who you've mentioned is uh, one that I've written down that uh, Leven Kazawa from PSG before we went live I mentioned him and apparently he's a free agent in the summer, but there's a potential we could get him in January, towards the end of January. And again, I don't know enough about this guy to comment, to be perfectly honest. I don't know if anyone else knows anything about this guy. No, I, I, heard of him. No, I never I heard of him. Someone else. I, know. I, don't know. I, I, don't, I don't like it when I haven't heard of a player full stop. I don't think that's a very good sign. <laughs> you know, if they haven't really done enough to hit the headlines in the, in the papers or the... Uh, well, last know. time I said that, we signed Martinelli, so I hope, I, I hope I'm wrong again. I hope well, I very true, very true. But Martinelli oh did come from PSG, didn't he? So. Martinelli was the wrongest I've ever been. When we got him, I was like, what? Player of the countryside? Are you effing kidding me? And, <laughs> so, and I, went, I went full social media with that. <laughs> so, uh, I am wrong. <laughs> Love the kid. Yeah, he's going to be very relied upon in the next three games. <laughs> I'm excited. I want to see him really play in a Premier League game, so hopefully he plays Saturday. Uh, Max, I will just look at his, his, I can't think why, Max, but your Twitter has been suspended. No idea. Oh, no. I can't think of it. I mean, why? I mean, you're white at a white, you know, you've got a plum in your mouth. Hey, Ryan, didn't much didn't oh, Montreal score, score a goal in the Premier League? Uh, I think he has one. I think he has one too. Yeah. What do I? Yeah. What do I feel like he had, he scored in his debut? Right. Yeah. My mind's like fuzzy. Are you guys going overboard with this um, this gentleman in Africa that supposedly wants to buy Arsenal? Oh, yeah. I, I, it's, I, it makes me crazy that so many of my fellow supporters are just like, yes, get him, Kroenke sucks. Can we bet the guy first? I mean, what's that old saying? The devil you know versus the devil you don't. I, I'm not. I, I'm all I'm saying is, why is everybody so not everybody? Why is so many people so quick to jump onto this guy we barely know? Because he's uh, not Stan Kroenke. <laughs> uh, I mean, people me were like, people were like this with Uzmanov. When Uzmanov had a bunch of shares, oh, people were like, because there was talk that Uzmanov was gonna buy Kroenke shares and be and take over. Everyone's like, oh, let's do it. Even though Uzmanov doesn't have the nicest past either, but again, we don't want Stan Kroenke, so that's it is what it is. But it ended up going the yeah, other way. I mean, Uzmanov left. I mean, geez, guys, you know, if we don't have a guy that's fully vetted, uh, what's that guy at Cardiff? Tan, the owner that that they all hate? Or that dickhead in Newcastle that everyone hates? What's oh, it Ashley? Ashley? Oh, yeah, uh, let's, let's, you know, calm down a little bit. Let the media, let the internet vet this guy a little bit. <laughs> I mean, 
We'll see. Yeah, okay. So you're ready to sign them up. Okay. <laughs> um, just get, just um, have a chat for just a couple of minutes. I'm just going to get this link sent to Matt <laughs> on WhatsApp. So I'm just going to mute myself just for one moment. No. Frozen. You're, you're going to leave. Other, just have a, what other uh, guys have we been linked to in the January window? I'd be interested to see if you've seen anyone that I haven't. Because... Uh, like I said, I think it's been pretty quiet. I'll follow, I'll follow the lead of these guys because I don't look at that stuff because I learned it just makes me friggin' crazy to, to look at transfer the, stuff. The, the guy from Barcelona, Udamendi, is that his name? <laughs> we're linked to them. I feel like we're linked to them every transfer window. <laughs> he's always uh, hurt. He's always hurt. Yeah, I mean, like I said, we, we need to we need to get a loan. Uh, I don't. I hate loans. I think they're kind of pointless but for a big club like us but uh we need a loan of a center back because we're not going to buy one we don't have the funds i think we're going to wait till the summer to really invest in somebody but uh i don't really know who's out there that we could really loan i mean i guess john stone's fine but like again i think i think again our typical arsenal like i said before if we don't get who we want right away we're going to end up with do do you, um, do you guys rate Ake? I mean, uh, Chelsea was. It I love him. Yeah, I love him too. I liked him when he was on Watford. I and they and, and and they don't want to do his buyback of forty million. So it's like lane clear. You know what I mean? Can we get this guy? Where was where, he at before Bournemouth? Well, he was Chelsea, and then he got. Uh, they sent him on loan to Watford. Then I think I don't know if he went back and played for Chelsea, but I know he went back and then they sent him again to Bournemouth. Yeah, he, was, he was originally a fullback and then they converted him to a center back which is interesting because he has the stature and the speed of a fullback so he, yeah. so if we needed him we could use him as a fullback but i love him he could he could head the I, ball he could score goals and he's a no-nonsense defender and he's very smart with yeah, the ball i i completely agree i rate him and i was excited when i heard that chelsea was not going to exercise that buyback today i was yeah. like yes but again, we're Arsenal, so we're not going to sign. Him. <laughs> exactly. We're not, not going to get him. <laughs> we're one of the biggest clubs in the world. Uh, yeah, I know. Is that well, definite then? That, that, that's come out, that, that, and they've said they're not going to mix. Yeah, the that's back. definite. I read that story a couple hours ago before we came on. That's good. I, 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 I've been a huge Ake guy. I actually forgot about him, but yeah, I would love to see him in a. Uh, the the problem trip. with that is that they had the buyback get set at forty million. And um, anyone else, they could just set the price themselves and just ask whatever they want. And that, it depends what they would ask, really. Um, uh, you know, oh, yeah. really pay. We, it could be, you know, if you're talking about um, 60, 70 million quid because of Maguire going for 80, then this is the problem with the, the, the transfer market because it's just some spastic plays, um, pay, you know, a massive amount of money for player A. Yeah, well, he went for that money, so we're going to ask that for our club. Well, 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 how about you talk about problems with the transfer market? Like, why don't we see more players swapping? We have some young kids. Throw a young kid there, a little bit of cash, give us Ake. I mean, it's not a sin to swap players. We do it in America all the time. I was going to say, you're, that's very American of you to swap players. Just trade players around on a whim. No, yeah. I just, well, what's I weirder, swapping players or buying them like meat? You know, I don't see a difference. I, uh, I'm, I'm actually with you, uh, but especially a swap deal in in January is really, really unlikely because of how long it takes clubs to do it. Arsenal, especially, well, did it, we did it with Sanchez. Well, yeah, it's, it's not very often, though, is it? We're no, yeah, it's not. We, take, we take weeks and weeks and weeks just to go for a shit. Hey, well, you it know. works for me in FIFA 20. <laughs> 
Yeah, I know, yeah. On the uh, screen there, that's the guy I have actually seen this linked with. I know nothing about it. from Atletico Paranese in Brazil. Again, 22 years old. Never know, never heard of him, obviously. But the, the, the concern for me there is that why, if he's really good, and he might be, you know, these guys do exist, and uh, we did dig out Martinelli from Brazil. But this, this, my whole point is, when they leave Brazil and come to the Europe, it is normally around the age of 17, 18, they get plucked straight away. Why is this guy, I wonder, lasted in Brazil until he's 22, which is very unusual. Um, he's not old by any stretch of imagination. Oh you with me? You, you know what I mean, though. They do yeah. get plucked out of Brazil very young, don't they? So yeah. that just worries me. It's a bit of a concern because they normally sold. They normally sold straight away because that's the way they make their money over in Brazil. Hey, so, Andrew, how how old was Roberto and Adu when he came here to Arsenal? Roberto. Roberto. Oh, Roberto. Yeah. Um. That's a good question. Uh, I was going to say a random number. I, I don't even I have no idea. We didn't buy him directly from Brazil, though, did we? I don't think. He was, was already it, in Europe. Was yeah. it uh, uh, Where was he? Uh, I don't know. If someone Google it if he's watching, maybe right. they'll be able to tell us in the comments section. But I don't, I'm pretty sure we bought him from... Um, Atletico Monero. Monero, yeah. Oh, there he was from All Brazil, right. then. Yeah, it was direct from Brazil. How how was he? Do do you think? Mm, twenty six. Oh wow! I was, was going to say 24. 25, 26. I didn't do the exact math, but pretty much. That's, that's a great. Well, so you you completely shut me down. I think I'll just go then. Uh, now I'm done. Thanks for having me on. I love the way these young guys multitask. I can barely keep my focus on the screen. I, you know, my, my wife texts me, and I'm like, ah, this guy's looking up stats and up numbers. Fuck. I um. I just think, I mean, I do, it's, it's, I'm obviously generalised, but I do think my point stands. It's very unusual that a good, talented youngster from Brazil stays there for so long. But I might be completely wrong, and you've made an incredible point there, Alonso. So let's, fingers crossed. But apparently it's 25 million we have been quoted for this guy. And um, I heard the um, podcast, Patreon podcast for Arsenal Vision, and... Clive was talking about the guy. I think I'm sure it was that podcast, and he said that he's a very good ball carrier um, of the type that we like. Sound when he was talking about him and his style of play, only going on clearly, only going going on what's on YouTube. He sounds like a sort of um, a Grealish, Madison type of player. So you're not going to get me to put down any Brazilian player after I was so snarky about Martinelli. So you know, <laughs> you said it was kicking melons around the street. <laughs> That's Andrew who said that. <laughs> Top left, not me. Um, oh man, yeah. what do you guys? What do you guys, I want to ask you guys. What do you guys think of uh, the whole thing with uh, Lamar for Lacazette swap? I've heard that. Oh no, no, no! I don't, I don't want that Lamar at all. No. No, Dude, I, I wanted to bring this up because the Miami reaction I thought of you, Andrew, because what I would have what I would do is I would swap Lacazette for Thomas Partey. Oh, 100%. 100%. I would 
love that. Like if you got like don't don't give me that Thomas. Give me the your, the other Thomas over there. I <laughs> I'm like yeah, I would do that. Yeah. Oh no, he's my perfect purchase in midfield. Hundred percent. He's I, if I had to pick one person to purchase, I probably I would agree. I'd probably pick me. That'd be my first choice above anyone else. Any For a few years, do. I've been watching him. I just love the way he play. he's like the he's like the perfect defensive midfielder we need for the team. Yeah. He's a he's a defensive midfielder, but he can also carry it box to box easily. He's, he's a proper athlete. He would stop. He wouldn't stop running all game. And uh, yeah, I mean, he's he's ball carrying ability for a defensive midfielder is just perfect. And uh, yeah, I would have him over anyone. My first purchase, hundred percent, would be him before yeah. anyone else. So, um, if you could buy th- if. Say in an absolutely perfect world and be completely and utterly realistic. My three, <laughs> three purchases would be him. I the more I see of this Upamakano, the more I want him in, in our defense as well, alongside Saliba. That'd be incredible. I think him and Saliba potentially could be France's defensive partnership for about the next decade. Um, and they complement each other really well before what I've seen and heard. Um, and then my third one will probably be Grealish. I think that's that's, exa- that's exactly my three. That's why well, I, I, I mean, had to. We would have an incredibly strong spine then. I um, I I I wish I could you know be contradictory and start a whole debate, but I completely agree with you guys. I, I, we I, need I, a tough English captain, and I yeah. I think Grealish is what we wanted Jack Wilshire to be, yeah. uh, you know, minus all the injuries, it sucks the way, the way it, uh, it ended. But I think Wilshire could have been what Grealish is going to be. And I, I'm excited because I think it could bring some kind of, I won't say hope, but so I think, I think people really invested into the Wilshire thing and they were sad to see him go, even though like he had to, like there was no, like there, he, he, it was just uh, almost like, you know, you have like that dog, it's very sick and you're caring for it, but you just know like, do you know, I, it's almost I, I, more painful for them to be like still on the team. I listened to a podcast about Jack Wilshere the other day, and um, I, I was so so disappointed after listening to it because the way he was um, he's been treated, and uh, you have to listen to it. I'm not going to go into the whole thing. In fact, I'll I can't remember which one it was. I'm going to find out the link, and I'm going to actually put it in the description of the podcast because. Um, uh, underneath here because everyone should listen to that because it's it's really eye-opening and um he basically cut like a hell of a long story short as well he had to uh buy his own um medical care because of the mis- mismanagement that he had which it's just shocking it's actually shocking and i was so gutted when i heard mm. it because he's always one of my favorite players and when he kept breaking down. I just felt so sad for the guy. Yeah. Yeah. And and us, because I think he could seriously have been as good as potentially as good as like Paul Gascoigne has been for, for England. And he's I, so talented and I, I feel gutted about him. Yeah, the, the very definition of, of um, untapped talent. I, I loved uh, Wilshire almost as much as I loved Aaron Ramsey. And I was sad to see him go, but let's remember, oh, yeah. let's, re- let's remember, let's remember that Wilshire asked Unai Emery, you know, I, I want to start. Am I going to start on this team? And he could not give him an answer. And that's why he left. 
So, you know, let's put that into perspective, too. And I love Wilshire. I root for him. Is he hurt now? Uh, is he okay he's ready. playing? He's, he's just about ready to come back. Oh, okay. Coming back soon, yeah. And, and he, he will get beamed out of West And West I'll Bay. always root for him as long as they're not playing Arsenal. I love Jack Wilshire, and I, I, I'm a fan. See, yeah. see, that, that year he came back uh, from, it was the year that went into Ripple League, the first year. And I thought that that was renaissance for him to come back. I think he did very well that year. He was he was even captain a couple games. And I thought to myself, this was Jack Wilshire we needed. We want we needed from him because he could have also been England's captain too. I thought. I think that yeah. I mean I'm going to put, uh, no one will probably agree with me. But if I if he was released by West Ham. Um, I would have him back at Arsenal on a pay-as-you-play oh, basis. No problem at all. No problem, problem at all. A pay-as-you-play deal. Don't lose yeah. that. <laughs> I, would seriously, I would seriously have him back. At, uh, I would. Because I, I love the, the guy. And when you listen to that backstory about how, the problems he's had going, going back these injuries that have been so badly mismanaged, um, it just... It just makes you think. I just feel fucking robbed because he it, we've been robbed of a great player, a homegrown player, and all academy, yeah. player. and that makes me so angry in, in loads of ways. So, I mean, I don't think he will get a new contract at uh, West Ham. But I can only see him being uh, released, and I, I mean, someone's going to have to take a chance on him because he's too oh, good. Somebody definitely oh, definitely, yeah, good player. Take a I mean, for, yeah. for, uh, if he for, stays healthy, he's quality. Yeah, oh, I mean, he could be. I mean, seriously, he could be uh, what exactly what we need in our team. That different Grealish role, um, and a fit firing Jack Wilshire would complement our team so well at the moment. And do you know another player who would complement our team? I was thinking of a few days ago. Don't say it. Oxlade Chamberlain. Okay. Oh, I was say someone else. Oh no, you no. lost me there. Where was it? In his current situation, the way he's currently playing for Liverpool in that hole, oh, seriously, he'd be amazing for us at the moment as well. I was, I was, I don't want to say heartbroken. It's a little dramatic, but I was very upset when we sold him to Liverpool. Me I too. I he was a great, quick, strong, which is what we didn't have at the time. He had a strong winger that could take that ball and barrel through people, and that's exactly what we needed. And it's like, oh no, he just did, 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 didn't want to play where he wanted to play. Did he play? Uh, right wing back against Chelsea in the FA Cup final. Uh, well, I think he did actually. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, he's a, he's he's another one of those players that just loved playing for Arsenal, and he was happy to play anywhere on the pitch. And but, I, no, no, that's why he. I think it's why he left because he. No, but he, he, did he didn't want to play. He didn't want to play wing back. He wanted to play. Uh, he wanted to play up. He wanted to play for. He, he got an offer that he couldn't turn down from Liverpool. Um, any any of you three could play uh, for for Liverpool at his position. Come on now, yeah. uh, Ox Ox is <laughs> Ox is a decent player on a, on a perfect Arsenal squad. He's just a squad player, just like you. oh yeah, which just, is which is which like is what I wanted. Liverpool. He would have he would have definitely forced great competition for whoever we were going to get or have. Because um, again, like I said, he's fast, he's strong. He technically he's he's all right. But I mean, you watch him play football. He's got some crazy goals. He's got yes, some stunners. I agree. Oh, man. So, like I said, I, I, I'm not saying he's gonna be our. He would have been our star player by any means, but he definitely would have, at the very least, had like comp, been in great competition for who we were bringing in. But oh, Stan the man, I've just put a comment on the screen from Stan the man as well. Another one. I, I felt the same. Stan the Abbey. I love the Abbey as well. 
Another one that made me fucking heartbroken. That was a shame. Yeah. Was, I mean, he was as close to Vieira at the time that you know, we could have possibly got, I think. Even in looks, he looked like he was... Um, but the way his leg was broken and he, he tried... He, I think he retired at, what, 28? 2014, uh, 20... He was 20, young. I think he was, he was really young. Uh, yeah, guys, yeah. I, I got to split. I'm sorry. Uh, no worries. Andrew, please put the link for these guys' Twitter and stuff in the comments. So I got to, I got to, I got to get in touch with these guys on Twitter and shit. So, um, um, guys, it was great to meet you. All right, Ryan. Uh, I got to go. The Wookiee needs me. I'll, I'll talk to you later. Hey, Ryan. Okay, mate. I can't turn it off. So the guy, so I remember uh, yesterday, it was on my account, uh, my Twitter feed, that the obvious goal against Derby County was amazing. Mm. His goal against Derby, Derby was pretty awesome. That oh, rocket. yeah. Yeah, yeah. He sure. was a um, very, very talented player and uh, another one that's uh, career ended far too short. Um, yeah, but I mean, the, the big one for me was, uh, yeah, was definitely Wilshire. Yeah. I, I absolutely loved him. And well, I mean, he's not he's, well, clearly. I'm not comparing him to you know his, his ability, but he's not messy like in, in his in his stature, the way he played, his low center of gravity, his dribbling skills. Uh, he could do it all in his prime when he was, and he was like 18, 19. Um, yeah, very very exciting playing. I just yeah, shame, real shame, what happened to him. Obviously, we've had, we've had our fair share, haven't we? Cazorla. Um, yeah, stand against us. Uh, Ricky, yeah. another one. Um, yeah, because um, Ramsey, obviously. Ramsey, yeah. Um, but obviously, mm. he's come back um, very strong. But I mean, he's not playing at you, is it? Last time I heard, he's played three games. Start on three games. I heard when he plays, he's our, he's like not good, not bad. But he's, again, he's fighting for game time. So, well, maybe Whatever. get him on loan for six months. Yeah. <laughs> it's fun. It's funny. It's funny when he was when he was here. I I I didn't, and I wanted to bring it up for, before Glenn left. But when he was here, I was I was not Ramsey's biggest fan. I did not like him. I didn't. I just think he's just positionally. He's just terrible. He's just. I think he's what kind of what Guendouzi is now, where he just doesn't know where to be positionally. He was always like the first. He's always ahead of our strikers, but. Um, but it sucks because now that he's gone, we need a box box midfielder. We need someone to um how do I say this? We need someone to create chaos. We don't our team does not create chaos. So like, you know, uh, teams know how to play against us really well because we kind of stick to the pay, stick to the book a little bit. We kinda need our like almost like our Goldilocks goals and passes. Um, but we, you know, we we need to be able to create chaos in the midfield. And I think that's why our midfield is not the the best. Is that we, we don't create chaos in that midfield. We don't we don't make their midfield, their defenders like worry about things. He's like, okay, oh, you know, like, oh, like the Chelsea game's a perfect example. We were dominating them for what, 35 minutes? Lampard makes of a decision at 35 minutes to bring on Jorginho just to mark Ozil, like he just Ozil. And the game went on it. Like, literally, he brought someone on to mark one person, and the mm. game completely changed the other way. So, you know. Uh, it would be, it would, it, you know, it kind of would be nice to have that Ramsey like in the back pocket if we needed him, just someone who runs around, runs around all over the place and can be dangerous if he needed to. I think also whenever Kozola left, I think Ramsey was the only one that could link 
the midfield with the strikers, mm. or at least pass it to Ozil. And I don't even think. I mean, maybe I'm wrong here. I didn't even think he was that good at linking the midfield. I just think he was just good at like, like I said, creating chaos, and running all over the field, putting tackles in, making plays, and like you know, again, he gets caught. He gets caught up a lot because positionally, he's just not. He, he just wasn't that good. But and Ganduzi does the same he thing. Good goals, exactly. But the good thing with Ganduzi is he's young, he's and we could we have Arteta to kind of shape him. I don't think he'll ever be as uh, fast as Ramsey, but. Uh, but you know we'll see yeah well how could I forget Eduardo as well one of my favourite forwards oh, God. Oh, I, know. Yeah. I mean I was absolutely gutted with his injury as well and you listen to um, our old uh, physio Gary Lewin um, when he sort of uh, he gave the re- recounted the, the time when he sort of was on the pitch with him and um, sort of literally trying to sort of calm him down from, you know, when he's let, I mean, that, that break was probably one of the worst you'll see, wasn't it? I mean, oh my God. And he, that yeah. it's like, um, it's like Stan said, he cost us the league. I mean, we could have won, we would have won the league, I think, that season. Um, if it wasn't for that. And uh, yeah, another one. Is it the same game that Golas cried on the pitch? Um... I'm not sure. Can't remember, mate. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But uh, yeah, it was just horrific, and we've 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 suffered more than our fair share of like uh, pretty much career-ending injuries, haven't we? As as uh, for players, and uh, yeah, I can't believe I yeah, forgot about uh, about that one. We we're talking about those injuries. Um, there's another guy, I think, well, we touched on that one, actually. We've done that. Kazawa from PSG. Um, oh, I'm going to say, there's one thing. I, I can't show you. It's not a very good uh, audio thing. So, But I'm going to put it in, the, again, I'll put it in the in the description. There's a guy on, on Twitter called Drew, which is at DrewW13. I just want to give him a shout out. And it's completely random. But he's put a picture on of his. Um, he's obviously getting married. He's put a picture on of his. Like, suit. Oh, the Bruce Burnett. Yeah. Yeah. Have you seen it? Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. He got, he got the awesome. lining done with the uh, with the badge and the Bruce banana lining. I, I mean, seriously, I've got to give the guy. I soon as I saw it, I thought I've got to give that guy a shout out. But he's gone to that much effort and expense. That's awesome. If you haven't seen it, anyone watching and listening to this, it's at DrewW13. I'll, I'll uh, put the link of the, of the tweet up if I can on the uh, comments box. But yeah, go and have a look at that because the guy needs a good uh, a good round of applause for doing that because I think that's quality. Yeah, uh, you know, I'm, get, I'm getting I'm getting married yeah. next year, so it's definitely uh, on oh, my radar. Yeah. Or something I think about doing. Well, you you and Mesmer finally could find or not. Yeah, next You're next November. November. Yeah, so definitely. So I got time. So I, you know, maybe I, I might just have it on the front of my suit. Just have the whole Bruce Banana kit as my suit. I don't know if the lady would like. Yeah, it. Fantastic. <laughs> just that fantastic. Yeah. Well, um, unfortunately, well, I don't I don't know what's happened to Max. Obviously, he hasn't uh, uh, been able to come on, which is a shame. Tony couldn't come on, which is a shame. I um yeah I mean I really appreciate everyone that's watched today 
I've really enjoyed the show. Is there any other things uh, before we close up that you guys uh, want to touch on? Because I think we've pretty much gone through all the notes I uh, I wanted to discuss today. Oh, actually, yeah, one thing: uh, the, the upcoming game against Sheffield United. Just touch on that. I really would love to. I mean, I'm more confident than I was with the last game we had against Sheffield United. Clearly, I still think it's going to be a really tough game. I really, really do. All that the way. A still this season, and that was against City. I think I'm right in saying that. Um, what do you guys think about this? Uh, it's a three o'clock Saturday, which is nice again as well. Uh, Alonso, you go first. What do you think about the upcoming match this weekend? Well, for uh, a club that's been up, uh, they've done pretty well. Um, they've been quite successful in their term here in Premier League. Um, so, is it home or away? Home. We're home. We're home. So, it'll be a tough task given that the fact that they're fifth, right? Or sixth, fifth? Yeah. They are? I yeah. think they're sixth. Yeah, sixth. So, they're above us. Yeah, they're Absolutely. So, they're above us. So, I think that we'll have a tough time against them given the fact that they have something to prove. Um, but I think that we'll... We'll be all right. I think that we have a, a strong level that we can count on that will bring us home. Um, I think that it'll be a tough game. I think it'll be a close game. I think that somehow we'll get a goal in from uh, someone that we least expect. <laughs> That's my prediction. What, lack of threat? Uh, lack, lack of threat. <laughs> right, yeah. Lack of threat. I think Pepe will have a, a game. I think he'll go for it. I think Pepe will, will score a goal. I think he'll make it right. I hope you're right. I'm not as positive. Uh, I, 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 I don't mind. I'm not, I don't want to say I'm negative at the game, but uh, so Aubameyang has 48% of all of our goals <laughs> this season. So. I don't know yeah. if that makes him like a really good player or that makes him a really good player, but that makes him a really good player. And uh, he's not going to be playing. So yeah. 48% of our goals are gone. So it's it's going to be tough. Um, so I think Martinelli's really got to come through. And mm. I think he's kind of like the perfect person to take on a team like Sheffield, who's very, you know, no nonsense, likes to, you know, be solid at the back and kind of almost like bully people around. But uh, Martinelli's an engine, and I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna run well for ninety minutes. Hopefully, he you know plays all ninety minutes if things are going well. And uh, we're home, so Lacazette should be able to put on some kind of game. I, he's been really crappy as of late, but um, you know we're home, and that's when he plays his best. So I wouldn't say I'm like really negative that we're gonna lose, but uh, you know. A, not having a bombing is a big deal. You know, like I said, 40% of our goals, but um, it's really going to come down to, I think, like the the triangle, like Pepe, Martinelli, Lacazette. Because uh, I, I, I can't see, I can't see Ozil, I can't see Ozil showing up for a game like this against Sheffield. I think Sheffield's going to be, going to bully him too much, but I don't know. We'll see. Uh, I think we'll probably draw though. Probably yeah, like a do, one, one. do you think that soccer can yeah. be influence? Who? Saka's going to be playing at left back. Oh, um, he's got to play, yeah, because Kolasinac probably isn't playing. So, but I think he actually, I think yeah. he, they confirmed that Kolasinac isn't playing. But, but do you think Saka's speed, much uh, speed, speed on the left hand side will be uh, quite an advantage for us? 
normally, yeah, but I don't think he will get a chance. Yeah, I get a team like Sheffield. They're just going to... Uh, yeah. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, we have Maitland-Niles on the right, Shaka on the left. Uh, we got we, we have speed on the team, um, mm. which is something that I think... we. It's weird because we talked this whole podcast about how we need speed, we need pace, we need to be... We need to create more chaos, but... Uh, I think Sox's people definitely help us. I just, again, like, I think Chris Wilder has that team playing great football. And just defensively, they're just, I mean, I, I think, besides, obviously, like, Liverpool, they, they, they're, they like, up there for least conceded goals. So, it's going to it's gonna be tough. And especially with, you know, a team defensively like that against us, who is missing 40% of their goals, it's going to be extremely tough. But I think, I think we could do it. Um, mm-hmm. We'll definitely make a goal. But... <laughs> with our midfield and defense playing the way they are, I-, I could see us like conceding like almost like a David Luiz type goal from against Crystal Palace, like a dumb deflection. <sighs> we'll see. I um, I really, really, really hope I'm wrong, but I can't see us winning the game. Mm. Um, I can't see us losing it either, though. Which is good. Yeah. Thing. I-, I think it will be more likely a draw. Um, I really hope I'm wrong. I really, really hope I'm wrong, but I think we're going to find it really tough. Um, like I said, we've got Kalasnach missing. We're going to have Torreira missing. Uh, obviously, Bamiang missing. I think that's it. But, uh, but, but I thought that Torreira has a chance. He's yeah, he's a doubt, but he could play. But uh, I hope so. I hope so because we do need him. And I think that the most thing. Uh, do you know what the what you said earlier, but uh, Mr. Ozil? In funnily enough, I think in this game. The way that Sheffield United play, he could be our most important player if he does. The if business. Ozil shows up, then I'm then I'm more confident in us winning. He, I, I can't he, see that. I don't see him showing up. I just don't. He see could it. be the he could be the actual key though to this because the way that they play and their mad, weird, overlapping centre backs and the way that the fullbacks move up and down and push it. That's why I don't think Saka will uh, or. AMN will have much of an effect on the wings this um, this game. I think that if we're going to do it, it'll be in that pocket where Ozil plays, and uh, just that he could be the key to unlock their defense. And uh, see, I think Pepe is going to be the key to unlock their defense. I think sure. I think I defensively we need to play like a little further back, and I think just have Pepe just run at them and run at them, dribble past them. So I think technically, I think Pepe can dribble around them all day long. It's just the fact that. Do you know what? And I think also piggybacking on what you're saying, I think if Ozil can find the space between the midfield and the defense to get open, if Pepe could use his speed, use his uh, technical ability to dribble past, you know, the midfield, I think I think it, it could unlock Ozil. And yeah, and I think you're right too. Like Ozil can be the guy too, and can make. I, I, can make uh, plays. I think that I, I seriously think that they'll they will deal with Pepe like a piece of piss. I think yeah. he, I honestly think that he'll be running down cul-de-sac after cul-de-sac after cul-de-sac in this game. Yeah, guys, is is Ceballos available to play? I, I yeah, I'm aware. Yeah, yeah, he, he, yeah. I think I honestly think they should start him. I don't think we should even play to her because don't forget we have Chelsea in three days. We have Chelsea on Tuesday, so I don't think it's worth playing Torreira to risk him getting hurt even more, and then he's out again. Because I'd rather. To me, I'd rather rest him for Chelsea, Torreira. So, so this is a real question, but could you play Ganduzi at Zaka's spot? Oh, you can. Can you want to play Ganduzi and Ceballos? I mean, well, given given we need speed, but that 
I'm just I'm just curious to know how if and if and how that could that could work. I mean, if if Torreira doesn't play, which I definitely think he's not going to play, like I even if even if he can play, I think Arteta is like I'm going to keep him for Chelsea. I think that Jaka is a hundred percent starting. So it's just a matter of who's playing against who's playing alongside Jaka. Sabios will be Kanduzi. I don't know. I, I I don't think he's going to risk putting Sabios in because he hasn't really seen too no. much of him. But no, well, his first game back, yeah, I think we might see him for the last twenty to thirty minutes of games. From I can see, I can even see him like if like we're really in a pickle and like he wants to change something. I could see him uh, like bringing off Jaka or Kanduzi uh, or Jaka for Sabios at like halftime. Maybe okay. if he wants to make a dramatic change, if like things aren't going the way he wants it to go. But yeah, like I said, like last twenty minutes, I think would be like perfect. I could have seen uh, I could have seen Emery taking off Shaka and bringing him off somewhere, but um, I'm not sure about um, Arteta. I think he's you know, yeah. You know, I want to see some, I want to see how Luis can do at the central def- central defensive midfielder spot. You know, I mean, I'm curious how that could work, Luis. Oh yeah, he uh, when he played in the Europa League, I don't I forget who he played, but it was the Europa League. He played he played that, and he was really good. And then he got hurt and he had to come off. That's right, yeah. That's right. Um, but I I love to I would love to see him get a run in center back, uh, mm-hmm. defensive midfielder. But we have no center backs, so uh, slim slim pickings. Right. No, exactly. I, I mean, we're literally down to three center backs, and one of those is Chambers. No, sorry, Chambers holding. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, who is woefully short of match fitness? So we have Mustafi too. Don't forget. Come on, the, the, you know German, the German John Stones. Do you know what? I actually completely forgot about Mustafi. That's weird, isn't it? Uh, but yeah. <laughs> uh, well, um, I, uh, I'd like to. I'd like to think we can we can win on Saturday. Um, but I just think they're better than people think. Still, I still think they're yeah. better than people yeah. think. We could definitely um, win, but I agree. I think they're better than people make them out to be. Genuinely, like last year, Chris Wilder should win the Premier League Manager of the Year without question. Mm-hmm. But he won't. It'll be Klopp. I mean, if they if they keep if they keep doing what they're doing right now, it'd be very hard. I mean, unless like Liverpool like go undefeated, then I feel like you have to give it a Klopp. Oh, yeah, yeah, but it'd just be the probably Klopp again. But yeah, <laughs> I love Klopp. So I'm not like arguing, but I seriously, I Chris Wilder deserved it. Well, what a deserves it. But he he just knows how to completely nullify teams, but without being boring. His team still are amazing to watch. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, don't, I honestly can't quite get my head around how they play still. And that's the thing that people say. Uh, I heard on another show um, that they'll get worked out very quickly and easily. Um, but they've been playing that way for three years now, and no one. Has they, they did it for two years in the championship? Not one team worked out how to nullify them or work, work them out, and no one's worked out how to nullify them in the Premier League yet. And it's just, um, actually, it's nothing short of a miracle, really, with the squad that he's got and the players that he's where they've got the players from. Like John Fleck, I mean, I've said it before, but he's a what a quality player he is, and he. He, they got him from Coventry on a free transfer uh, from League One, and he's just—he's spotting of players who will fit into his team and do and do what they're told. And yeah, work for it. Which amazing, is absolutely amazing. That's incredible skill, incredible um, recruitment, and that's the way that they've got where they've gone now. And that's how 
people say 98% of the job of a, of a manager is uh, recruitment and it certainly can, can tell that with a lot of play, um, teams like Sheffield United who play a lot of other teams like us off the park. Um, <laughs> that's probably about a, a, a 5% of the, the squad value. But there we go. I think we'll leave it there, if that's all right. You guys, well, you ain't got a choice because I'm going to shut it down. <laughs> but thanks so much much for coming on. It's been uh, brilliant. I've really enjoyed it. I hope you'll yeah. come on again soon. Yeah, yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah, and uh, oh, we'll have another show next week. If I'm, Please uh, tune in. Please like. Give us a like before you go. Please subscribe and uh, hit the notification bell because it does help us get noticed and uh, get the show out there. So thanks again. Thanks, everyone, for listening for the audio later on. And uh, I will speak to you all very, very soon. Good luck, Arsenal, at the weekend. Take care, guys. Cheers. Bye-bye. See you. Thanks very much for listening. We really do appreciate each and every one of you. We really need your help to spread the word about From Dar Square to Where. So if you haven't done so already, please give us a five-star review on iTunes and Spotify. Subscribe to the From Dar Square to Where YouTube channel and hit the notification button so you never miss a live show. And finally, please tune in to the live shows. Don't forget, you can get the chance every week to be the star alongside Andrew and his great guests just for being the most entertaining viewer on the night. Thanks again and see you on the next episode. Bye! Can anyone catch them, do you think? Uh, yes, of course. Bring them on, army! Awesome fingers, red and white army. 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 Awesome fingers, red and white army.